0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast Yes, my name is Lee Winnie and I'm a fucking millennial And we gotta make sure we get this party started right and quickly Cause it's hot as hell outside And I'm not using a figure of speech I am literally saying that it's hot as hell outside Satan was sitting on my lawn this morning. It it, it felt like we went to hell because 2020 has been just one of them years, and I I literally thought we went to hell. It was was 90 degrees about nine o'clock this morning, and I was like, "Oh no, how hot is we about to get?" And it just was was a lot. Or either maybe the sun came to visit. You know, I hate unexpected visitors, but I think the sun came to visit because it was hot. It was hot. I really feel like we was living in the equator and I live in the northeast, I guess you could say. I don't know. Nobody claims us north or south. I don't know where we live at. I don't know. But somewhere in that area, we live over there. So it's hot. So we got to get this party started. OK, but before I can do that, I got to give a big shout out to my homies. I got to give a big shout out to my homies. So shout out to Brunch in the podcast. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already done that. And big shout out to the guru for holding down the house, E Ediga and Ashley, the Cannabis Nerds. We had two guests on, uh, two small business owners, two black business owners, women business owners that came on and they graced us with their presence. Make sure you like and subscribe to iCatcher on Instagram and also go to her website. If you are in the wellness space, she has plenty of different services that she can provide to you so make sure you shout her out and go look her up and then miss Dolores hicks who is a registered insurance agent and in, i believe maryland dc and virginia so shout her out because we were having trying to have our own but her phone didn't like me her internet didn't like me and it just wasn't connecting to me And so we couldn't get the information out, but we'll have her back eventually so that we can get that information to you all out there in the world because it is some valid information. So I I definitely want to make sure that we have that information and we give that information out there. So shout out to all the people that were on brunching and liked, subscribed, watched, commented, all of that. So shout out to all of you guys, but because it is hot than a mother sucker. We gonna get these top ten trending topics of the week rolling off because it's been a hell of a week. This week has been a long ass week. It's been a week. It's been a week. So let's let's see all the things that have happened since we last spoke. So let's get these trending topics off. Turn that shit up. Turn that shit up. Turn that shit up. Turn that shit All right, so let's get to these top 10 trending topics of the week. Getting off, so Miss Nikki Minaj just confirmed that she is, in fact, prego, she is with child. The petty baby will be due sometime soon. It looked like she probably about seven, eight months pregnant. So she's known about this for a while. She decided to release it today on Monday. For whatever reason, she decided today was the day. Okay. So congratulations uh, to Mr. and Mrs. Petty on the petty baby that will be here maybe tomorrow. I, I don't know. Depending she looked really far along. Um, I, I don't know. could be she could have the baby today. I, I don't I don't know. But she just released released it so congratulations to nikki minaj on her very first child it should be very interesting to see how nikki evolves as a mom so this should be a very interesting thing to see and 50 cent gets cursed out by will smith for going in his dms and trying to talk about his wife so 50 cent took it upon himself to ask mr will smith why would she tell you some shit like that it's 50 in front of people and will smith said you know we're just broken up but 50 didn't stop there Oh no In <laughs> his troll patrol Cause he gets in the troll patrol car Once a day Sometimes two, three, four times a day He's on the troll patrol Um, I'm gonna make a song about that It, it should sound like Paw Patrol But just with 50 cents. Troll patrol, troll patrol Always win this petty Troll patrol, troll patrol 50 and teriyaki Troll patrol Somebody make that and then send it to me because I think that would be awesome. And every time I talk about 50 Cent, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play it. So 50 Cent took it in front of, you know, upon himself to say, how you going to let her tell you about getting her back blown out? And then Will Smith replied, fuck you, 50 now they've got some some history because i believe 50 cent is like an executive producer on some films like he was on the executive producer on bad boys for life so they have a little bit of history together so the fact that 50 cent takes that upon himself to say that and go into will smith's dms just shows you and the fact that 50 shared those dms shows you how much he loves being in the troll patrol and he's never gonna get off he's gonna be on the force forever and he also talked ill about nick cannon as well he decided to jump into that because nick cannon and eminem have not gotten along so ah i don't know 50 get in your troll patrol and can you just drive the fuck off of instagram that would be great if you could just do that i'm just saying and speaking of somebody who should just drive the fuck off of instagram Mr. August Alsina is back at it again. For every black woman out there, listen to me. For every black woman out there who was saying that Jada was out there preying on Mr. August Alcina, who is a full grown ass man. Like he not a little man, he's a big man with a very large penis oh, hey, and hey. he can do what he wants to do. And it sounds like that's what the fuck he did listening to this song, Entanglements. And now that y'all were out there doing this, you all look very silly when he came out with this song. And it is a big slap in will smith's face not even jada but this is just a big slap in will smith's face this is not a good look for will um and they said that they were back together and that they were going to be working things out but here's a little bit of some of the lyrics in the song and he says you know living like there's no tomorrow met your boy with open arms tell you all my darkest stories promise that you won't depart Keys to over 40 cars Left me with a broken heart Still I got to get around Favorite artist was Tupac Watch a movie then we freak it Tangled up I'm getting deeper Do this shit like every weekend Guess I'm just her little secret Come on come on Entanglement is when a Can tell you trouble Saddest part is I still love you just to keep it So I don't know just to keep it simple is what he said I don't know This sounds like they still fuck I, And he even mentioned Every time he see me He, he gonna freak when he see me So I, I I think I don't know I think we might still be seeing An ongoing relationship Everybody has gotten a heartbroken doesn't necessarily mean the person is praying on you. I think this proved that he got some benefit. He got keys to over 40 cars. She helped him. He said this in his own words and in his own song. She opened her heart to him. She told him all her deepest secret. She loved him just as much as he loved her. This was just a fucked up situation that happened. Ain't nobody praying on nobody because y'all like listen. He was a full grown ass man. He was grown. He was grown grown. And anytime you make a whole song and sell it. Has something something to motives You, you, you are selling your sadness in a song when you could have just went to a therapist so I'm gonna say we need a side chick NDA for 500 Alex that's all I'm gonna say on that and Tamara actually leaves the reel and allegedly they're saying that it's over a salary dispute however she denies this so according to blogs they're saying that Tamara maori actually left the reel because she originally was getting three million dollars which is more than everybody else no! on the show allegedly lonnie love was only getting million a million dollars a season and adrian and Jean, jenny were only getting five hundred thousand dollars a season whereas Tamari tomorrow was getting three million dollars a season and they, they tried to give her a pay cut and she wasn't having it they said so she's not coming back um, for the seventh season of The Real. But like I said, she said she just wanted to move on. She's older now and she wanted to do other things. Whether or not this is true, I don't know. She's 41 years old or 42 years old. And I think maybe she is tired of doing The Real. Maybe she doesn't want to do popular culture anymore. It looks like she's moved on to cooking. So we'll see what happens. A well, shout out to her for moving on to new things, new, bigger, better things. And Tori Lane, speaking of moving on, Tori Lane's. Has allegedly shot at Meg the Stallion. So they had quite the weekend. Um, Meg the Stallion decided that she was going to go to Kylie Jenner's house. Apparently, don't go over there because bad shit happened, uh, allegedly. Uh, Because apparently, they started shooting outside of Kylie Jenner's house. Now, no one knows exactly what happened, but it ended up that bullets potentially ricocheted into Meg's foot. Which is crazy, uh, definitely an abusive situation, it should not happen. Tory Lanes, listen, you are the king of swing your legs off the curb, okay? And we're not gonna knock you for that, but we cannot have you around here swinging your legs on the cost while you driving, trying to shoot at Meg DeSalian. That is not right, you shouldn't be trying to shoot at anyone. Ever, you know what I mean? Like this shouldn't be happening. And who brings a whole gun to the Jenner house? Ain't nothing happening over there. And she's a whole white woman. Who, if something go down, Tori, she calling the cops. She got the cops on speed dial, and you know. That this is not a good look for you It is not a good thing for Meg This could have gone very badly You could have not have just shot at the floor You could have shot at Meg the stallion And you could have killed her Or anyone in that vehicle We can't have this we can't have this, so we need you to go back to Canada. So you know, pack up your your car seat, pack up your your stuff, and and go head back home. Cause this is this is too much. This is too much. You can't be doing that. And Mr. Kanye West, he's back. Kanye's back again. Um, if you've not heard, Kanye West is running for president. He's running under the birthday party, B D Y, and that is not a joke. That is literally what's on his. SEC paperwork he filed he's running uh, for the birthday party and he decided to have a campaign rally which was really more like uh, a rant in South Carolina and uh, then Kanye West fashion it went left Uh, it did not go well uh, first of all If you're going to have a whole rally, you should probably have a microphone. Um, seemed kind of random. He was walking around with the, uh, looks like a bulletproof vest. He looked like the black guy that's in every game that dies in the promo intro in the first five minutes. Um, but he, he was walking around and, um, with no mic and clearly no speech. And he even accused Harriet Tubman of having slaves and working for white people. He also cursed out a black woman who was there because he claimed she was speaking over him. He continued to also say that he did not want to give and he hoped he didn't give Kim Kardashian an abortion. So I'm gonna play a little clip and uh, then we're gonna hope for the best time. God bless Do you wanna be that same person? and your face is covered so we don't even know who you are i hope that made uh, elon musk and chance the rapper proud um that that's the one that they want to vote for this the only person that is excited about this is republicans uh, um they're the only ones because um this this is this this is this is sad Uh, i'm gonna need kim kardashian to come and get her husband i don't know where she's at somebody go find her immediately and miss naya rivera we talked about her last week unfortunately officials have confirmed that she unfortunately did perish in the lake after trying to save her son they said in this particular lake there are lots of currents that happen And it seemed like maybe a current happened And it swept her up After she was able to muster enough strength To get her son on the boat And back to safety So my heart goes out to her family Her friends Everyone who's ever worked for her Or worked with her And Azalea Banks is calling Nick Cannon a bitch And she said Her voodoo is the reason why He actually got fired And I'm just Listen Listen Azalea I just need you to shut the fuck up because at this point, you you don't have the skin to be a troll. Like 50 got the whole troll patrol, okay? He can handle the bash. He can handle the bullshit. You can't. When you got that paperweight type of attitude, you cannot be doing this, okay? When you have the confidence of a feather, you cannot be going after people because people will retaliate against you in words. Then, so when the words come back, you couldn't even handle wilding out, and that stuff is your mama knock knock jokes. If you can't handle your mama knock knock jokes, you ain't ready for this. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Please, Azalea, we don't need to hear from you no more because I don't even know what you do and civil rights John civil rights activist John Lewis as well as CT Vivian who has done multiple things not only for the black community but he's also done so much for the this country, America. He has made it a better place. He was been there in on Bloody Sunday. He has taken the beating so that we didn't have to and that he has made it easier for us to get our rights and to be heard. So I want to give a big round of applause to John Lewis and a big send off to him. Rest in power. Same thing with CT Vivian. Rest in power. We appreciate what you do. And your work will not be done in vain. We will continue to fight the good fight and make sure that everyone gets the equality and that we do the right thing. And he said, you need to get into a little bit of trouble. Good trouble. So that is exactly what we plan on doing down here, sir. Rest well. And heat wave is coming. It is coming all across the east. It looks like in North Carolina on up to the 95 95 corridor. Which is the Northeast I-95 corridor. That's by my house, behind my house. Where heat are looking like they may get up to 105 to 110 degrees are expected, according to the National Weather Service. That is jaw, split-flops heat. Okay? Listen, let's have a conversation. All right, let's come 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 close. Everybody, everybody, close. So we need to have a conversation, okay? So it's hot. Okay, it, it's it's not even real. It's 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 more than hot. This is hell heat. Hellboy is outside. This this hot hot. This heat hot. I need for all of y'all who got kids, throw them plastic fucking shoes away because the little babies are gonna be walking and it's gonna be just melting. Okay. If any of y'all got plastic clothes, I've seen it. Take that shit and throw it away. Okay? We we don't need you outside looking like you got paint. On y'all like you was like oh they body painting We don't we don't we don't need That and if you don't have A heat body Call out from work so if you Are gonna be wearing less clothes Knowing that you need more Clothes you you just you could Call out okay So if you are if you gonna do that We gonna need you We gonna need you to call out and, and Even more now we already need to be Standing six feet apart okay We need to be six feet apart but um, if you're not gonna be six feet apart, this is a good time because I don't wanna smell you. You know, this is this is not just dirty people stink heat. This is everybody's sweat stink heat. And I don't wanna smell you. So I need you to keep your sweaty body. don't tell me about the lines and the stuff. Nope, you stay your corona sweaty ass over there. Don't come to me. Don't, don't, don't come too close to me. I don't, I don't want to see a drip of sweat. I don't want to smell a drip of sweat. Stay where you at. Especially if you got leather seats in the car. Because I know y'all going to be sweating like some bitch. And then you're going to get out. And then you're going to be having the sweat juices rolling down. And I'm not going to need you to do that. Okay. Don't. Don't. Don't do that. And this has been your top 10 trending Topics of the week Let's get into these hev- Listen this we about to get heavy now This is gonna be 1970's Floor model TV fucking heavy We about to have 5 bags of potatoes carried in the house Cause your mother told you too heavy We about to get heavy As heavy get So make sure if you don't wanna be heavy You might wanna Disconnect now cause we about to get real heavy So let's get into these topics Of the day All right, um, let's get heavy. Let's move this heavy-ass TV over because we got a lot of topics to talk about. And I'm going to talk about the Nick Cannon situation. Um, Him getting fired from Viacom or being let go from Viacom. He's still on Fox, so he's still on The Masked Singer. And I think he has a couple of other gigs that he still has. So the only person that... The only group that let him go was Viacom, okay? And I don't know if Viacom let him go because they let him go before he actually eventually apologized cuz he did apologize. And then he realized that the same people who will cheer you on are the same people who will kick you when you are in the mud. So, let's talk about it. So, Nick Cannon found out really quickly that this is not all that. Okay? He found out this is not all that and that people be wilding out because he had Professor Griff on his platform, the Cannon's class. So On Cannon's Class is a educational show about different aspects of, I will say, black culture. So he talks about into a lot of different people about different aspects of black culture, whether it's hip hop, whether it's uh, trying to further black people in finance, whether it's trying to further black people in just knowledge in general, He, he tends to talk about a lot of black related issues. And so... I want to, you know, first off and say, like, I think what he's trying to what he was trying to do on his platform, Cannon's class, was a very noble thing to do. With that said, I'm not necessarily a Nick Cannon fan because to me, a lot of the stuff that Nick Cannon does is contradictory. And this is why I believe that us as black people and people in general need to find out more information about the people that we listen to. We tend to just go with people who have a platform because we feel like they're already verified. If you got a blue check mark next to your name, we automatically go with whatever it is that you say, even if it is absolute batshit crazy. And that is why people like Kanye West actually still are having people that are showing up to a rally or going to support him and openly say that I'm going to support somebody that says I know absolutely nothing about politics and wanted to make Charlemagne the God, his secretary of state, allegedly, when he knows absolutely nothing about foreign policy. So these are different things that happen when you have a platform. And I feel like my personal opinion is that Nick Cannon is not the best messenger for these messages, So stay tuned for these messages because it ain't he ain't it. And this is why when you got people got so upset, right, about what he said and then they got mad that he apologized for it. You've got to realize who you are dealing with. Nick Cannon is also the same person that has said on this same very same platform to a muslim man who is a part of the nation of islam who is also a social media influencer himself that white women are a status symbol. And if you are a black man who gets money because your grandfather and father couldn't have a white woman. Go get you a white woman and don't get a black woman. Because a black woman is not a status symbol. They, they, they don't give you that level, elevated level of status. And it's same man who also as far as I know. I don't know if he's been with a woman that necessarily looks like him. I could be completely wrong. But I, as far as I know. So for somebody to be that person giving you this type of information seems a little ass backwards. This is also the same man that has a platform that uses women as props specifically to get attention from younger male viewers to watch his show or and out. None of those models do anything. They are simply there for props. I don't know if we can take this information from a guy who's kind of borderline and misogynistic and kind of I, I, I like black women, but they not really the type of status symbol like what he said on that platform is really no different from what 50 Cent said. And people jumped on him like we we cannot do this. Plus, Nick Cannon doesn't have a track record to prove that this is, in fact, the area of his expertise. I'm just saying like we, we need to find out more about Cannon's class. Who is Mr. Cannon and where did he get his degree from before we start just sitting down and taking this information like this is black people 503. Like we, we need to figure out who the fuck is Nick Cannon and where the fuck does Nicholas Scott Cannon come from? What 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 information does he give us that he is the one that should be giving us this information? Just saying. Okay. Because everybody just ate this up, especially black people. We ate, they ate it up like it was just the best types of baby food you could ever have. They ate it up real fast. Because the information that he gave was beneficial to black people without us realizing that, man, this could really be hurtful to somebody else. And I'm in that boat because when I first listened to the first five to 10 minutes of it, I was like, I don't hear it. I don't hear it. I, I just, I don't hear the anti-Semitism in this. I, I don't hear that he's specifically calling out. And it's because he used things like, I'm not trying to be racist. I'm not being anti-Semitic. And so we just kind of like, oh, well, if he said it's not racist, it's not racist. You know, it is what it is. But Mr. Charlemagne, who I just referenced with the Kanye West stuff, said something that was very true. First of all, he said that he should have had this conversation with a rabbi or a person who knew Jewish history so that he could call them on anything that was BS and then two you can't tell another group what is hurtful to them like a white person telling you that oh that's not racist which happens a lot we get upset by that it was like how can you tell me that that's not racist or that word is not racist or this confederate flag Is not a symbol of racism or hatred. How can you tell me that? How can you tell me that having all these slave owner statues around here. Is not hurtful to me and my ancestors. Because they were the ones that had to face the brutality of this. How can you tell me that? How can you tell me that didn't do nothing is not a racist slur to me? We didn't think about any of that. We just went with it because he was saying something that we wanted to hear so bad. And it was that we have value. And if he would have said it in a way that he was saying that black people have value without putting down another whole race of people, he would have been cool. And it's a way to do it because he's done it. He's had these conversations on this show. He's done it so we're not going to sit here and pretend like he can't do it. He can. And he brought Professor Griff on or Professor Griffin on the show who was from Public Enemy. He did get kicked out back in the 90s, I think, or maybe like 89 or 90 for having or saying some anti-Semitic things. And he got kicked out because they talked to Chuck D, I think, um, on Vlad TV. I think he talked to Chuck D. Uh, and he asked him about it and it didn't seem like Chuck D thought what progressive Griff said was racist, but it did sound like there was some money thing because it wasn't a lot of money in hip hop and you know, it was too many people in the group and it wasn't a lot of money that was coming through and they still wanted to make music. So in order to do that, you cannot completely abandon a whole race or a whole religion of people and still operate as business as usual. You just can't unless you are in fact white but other than that he got kicked out so I feel like he Nick Cannon was coming into this like Bambi he was Bambi in the fact that you cannot talk to somebody who has a more passionate view and a better understanding of how he wants to word this and what his message should be because he will be able to dictate this interview way more than you could And I feel like Progressive Griff actually said less in this interview that could have been damning than Nick Cannon, because Nick Cannon knew what the backlash was coming because he mentioned it in the beginning of the interview, and then he proceeded to continue. So he knew what potentially could happen, but for some reason he didn't think that it would because of his prominence in Viacom, his prominence at Fox, and he thought that that holding the title of boss, even though it was given to you by a white man, made him somebody. And then he realized that, oh shit, I only own about 30% of this swallowing out stuff. I'm not even a majority stake holder in my own fucking show. Maybe I should have thought this through. And being sitting down and being Bambi and I was trying to prove to him that I believed so much in what he was saying and that I wanted to be so woke. And I wanted to use these big words and I wanted to use these really crazy theories so that I would get the shock value and it backfired. The person who said that black women are not necessarily a status of what white women are is not the same person that is going to be your pro black anthem. Cause even the guy that he was talking to was like, "I don't believe in that at all. I think black women are plenty status symbol. I don't know what you're talking about." So I, it, this, it, they cannot be true. They, no matter what you want to do, it can't. You, they cannot uh, exist in the same world. Period. And that's what happened with this whole situation with Nick Cannon. And it became a spiral effect. That, like I said, black people, we wanted to hear something that was so probe us. Especially in a time that people are pushing back on the fact that we're saying that Black Lives Matter. When I'm not excluding you. I'm just including me. And we just we wanted to hear something like that. And what he did was he tainted the movement. And people went with it and not realized that you now are also tainting your own movement. Because now you give. Speech to or talking points to people who believe that black lives matter actually does mean that only black lives matter. Because look what he just said about Jewish people. So clearly, he doesn't think Jewish people matter. He he said white people are animal-like, and they're more like animals than any other race of people, and they are all savages and they don't have any type of compassion, and that's just who they are. See? We can't have that. Like y'all, we got to really listen to these people that we put on a pedestal. Same thing with Jada Pinkett. We listening to her about your relationship and being finding self and knowing self. And all the while she bore broken than any other people that ever sat at her table. It should be the fake table talk because it wasn't even real. She wasn't even there yet, and knowing life and figuring out yourself is a constant moving ball. No one has it all figured out, and that was the facade that was on us. We did that. She just opened her mouth. We allowed her to give us the ball. Same thing here with Nick Cannon. He never said he was the expert on everything black. We just allowed him to do it, and we went with it. And now he's supposedly the symbol of militant blackness, which that is not what he is. He is still the dude from all that. That is still him. He is still the guy that walks around with $2 million diamond shoes. In a world where you are saying the fake dollar, you cannot also worship that dollar. And he does. That's contradictory. Those two things cannot be true, but we believed it. And I'm not going to sit here and cry river for Nick Cannon. Cause like I said, he said it in his own video that this could get you fired. He knew, he knew that he could potentially upset people and he set himself up. Plus Nick Cannon is worth $30 million. That's not like some random guy at Ralph's who lost his job. Nick Cannon going to be all right he is going to be all right but we we cannot sit here and defend indefensible comments what he said was not okay and he's was spewing rhetoric that they have used for centuries against jewish people are there bad jewish people yes yep there are bad jewish people there's some shitty asshole jewish people Not defending all Jewish people, but we need to start looking at people as individual. I don't believe that anything, any one group classification of people is all one thing. And if you want equality, you cannot then shit on another group. You can't. You just, you just cannot do that. And that's what happened. And then now you have these conspiracy theories out there. And a lot of the conspiracy theories were created for the sole purpose of making sure that one, when Jewish people had to move around, they became the traveling Jews back in the day because they could, they didn't convert over to Christianity. So then they had to keep moving from place to place, which they started to use some of the same rhetoric. That they were gonna to try to take over over the world and they, they all of that was used for that sole purpose. Not to mention them using some of the some of the stuff you saying in the blood li- libel that was back in the nineteen thirties, that they were taking Christian children and doing all of this type of stuff, and you know, it all of this type of rhetoric has been around for a while about Jewish people. It's not, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is true because if you have somebody that has like a motive usually they're going to try to create the group that they're trying to get something from as the bad guy and in these particular instances that's what happened so the Jewish people they they tried to convert a lot of the Jewish people after the death of Christ a lot of them did not convert therefore that's when they started to say you know this is what the Jewish people are doing they are trying to take over it it started then It started then and then it just got worse. So like I said, in the 1930s with the Nazi propaganda and them using a lot of older Jews are trying to take over the world and all of this type of stuff. So you you can't. uh, Some of this ideology that is being used is the same ideology that people use to justify things like the holocaust and this is why i say you have to be very careful about what you say and how you say it because they used a lot of that subhuman behavior to ex- express that jewishness was biological and that the elimination of jews was essential to the purification and the salvation of german people and that is what hitler did in trying to create this aryan race that's a lot of that same type of same type of rhetoric that was was being used so you have to be very careful about that and where the basis of the initial ideology comes from because a lot of it came from that so they used all of this information that they were trying to They were taken over and they were evil and they were like, they use all of the same information he just said in order to justify the extermination of a whole group of people. I'm not, I'm not using that. I'm not going to defend anybody that uses that type of ideology in order to describe anyone. And I get that what he's saying that, you know, I can't be anti-Semitic if I am, in fact, a part of the Semitic people. Because, you know, there were two groups, the the people that spoke Hebrew and the the Hebrews and then the Arabic people were the first Semitic people. And that's sort of where that came from when he said that. So when, when he said some of the things is not necessary and always say that there's some sense in, in nonsense, because if everything that somebody who said was complete nonsense, you wouldn't listen to it. The way that people in history have been able to get people to believe stuff like the Holocaust and the enslavement of an entire black race of people or people who have dark complexion was to use sense, masked in nonsense. So some of the stuff that they said made sense, but then they, threw the nonsense in there so that they could manipulate and take over people there was always that because if they people did that if they all everything you spewed was absolutely just you incoherent and you couldn't understand it and it made no sense no one would listen to you but if you make it seem like it sounds like it makes sense people will listen That's what I mean where if there's always some sense in nonsense because that is the only way people will consume it. So when he said that when he talks about he's he is of the Semitic people or the term anti-Semitism, it doesn't necessarily explain what it does today. He's fact. So, you know, anti-Semitism was it was made or coined around 1879 by you know a German agitator who was trying to create anti-Jewish campaigns under you know in Central Europe and they were saying that there it's like a, a misnomer that since it implies a demon listen to me demonstration discrimination against all Semites Arabs and people who are also Semites and this is from Britannica verbatim it says It is a misnomer since it implies a discrimination against all Semites that Arabs and other people are also Semites and yet they are not the targets of anti-Semitism as it is usually understood. The term is especially inappropriate as a label for the anti-Jewish prejudices, statements or actions of Arabs or other Semites. Nazi's anti-Semitism, which culminated during the Holocaust or in the Holocaust, had a racist dimension in that it targeted Jews because of the supposed biological characteristics, even those who had themselves converted to other religions or whose parents were converts. this variety of anti-Jewish racism dates only to the emergence of so-called scientific racism in the 19th century and is different in the nature from earlier anti-Jewish prejudices. So he is fact that that term has been used when it in places where it necessarily shouldn't, but the issue is not necessarily that you are not necessarily anti-Semitic. It's that what you said was still hurtful against a whole group of people. So We're focusing on the label of it and not necessarily that what he said was hurtful. We can't do that either. We just can't. You can't tell somebody else what is hurtful. And I feel like that's what happened. As black people, we went, oh, well, they got everything. You know, Jewish people are in power. They own everything. They're fine. It's nothing. You can't tell somebody what is hurtful. I get it. We Black people have always been at the bottom. We always been at the bottom. So I get it. But at the same time. We cannot sit here. And also do the same thing. That we don't want done to us. I don't want to be like them. I want to be better than them. I don't want to sit where they sit. I want to sit somewhere better than they sat. Mm -mm. And I truly believe. That if we work together. As minorities. So that's. We, we need, and this is another thing that Charlemagne said that I agree with. We need them in our movement. And a lot of times when you look at the movement that happened, even with the civil rights movement, people like Bernie Sanders, who in fact is Jewish, was there. We had a lot of those rabbis that came that were there. The three guys that got killed it was one black guy and two white guys. I believe the two of them were Jewish. They were there. Like we we cannot sit here and pretend like all Jewish people are bad people. We can't do that. Are there bad people? Yeah. Are all Jewish people bad people? No. No. So if you're defending Nick Cannon, I would imply just implore you to take some time and figure out why do I support Nick Cannon? Why do I believe that what he said could not necessarily be construed as hateful to other people when in fact If it were reversed and somebody said that to about us, we wouldn't like it. Because something like that has been said about us. It wasn't good when they said it. So we shouldn't be saying it back. We just shouldn't. And stop listening to a man whose ex-wife that he was going to go to bat for. Is half white, which makes his children a quarter white, and he's calling white people innately evil when he has a person that he truly loved. He truly loved who was partially white, and he absolutely loves his children. We we can't do this, we can't do this. So, make sure. If you support them, I'm not going to tell you, you can't, I'm not going to tell you, you shouldn't, but I'm going to just tell you to explore it more. Go find out. I, I go find out where some of these theories come from. See it from both angles. So read one thing from over here and then go read another thing from over here. And then you figure it out because the truth lies somewhere in the middle. And with religion, uniform religion, it it causes so many issues because it's usually a lot of the wars that we've had in the past or a nice amount of them have been caused by religion. And when you have uniform religion, this is somewhat what happens because, you know, again, they were using religion in order to explain why some of this stuff was true. And then, you know, some of this stuff was false. You know, like they were saying Christianity and the way black people subscribe to it, mainstream Christianity, is not real. Like the stuff that they believe in the Bible is false, but yet what they believe, which is also written by man and anything that's touched by human beings has bias in it. And of course, when you translate it from Hebrew to Hebrew to another language and then eventually to English, you lose stuff because in languages there's Hebrew as far as I know, there may be certain things that don't translate over to English. So then you lose context. So sometimes if you read a passage, if you change one word, it changes the context. So that's probably what happened when you changed a lot of these doctrines over in these books in the Bible and these books in the Quran, like when you, you change this over, it lose, you lose some of the the information in it right so you gotta pay attention to that too you have to pay attention to that too so if one person is telling you your religion is fake but my religion is real we we gotta take a step back to say all right how is this possible? Because somebody told you this information. You didn't just wake up with it. It, it, some, it got to you somehow because you got it out of a book the same way I got mine. So we we are starting to break up the African-American community within subsets. And we can't afford to do that. It's not enough of us as it is. We cannot afford to do that. That's why we need to have real Long conversations, hard conversations with each other, because we say to white people all the time, we need to be willing to sit down and have these conversations about race. But I think also in the black community, we need to be willing to sit down and have these conversations about race. Like we need to really be able to sit down and have these conversations about what's going on in our community. And right now we we are so fractured. We got to be able to fix it. What's going on in our community? We need to be able to talk about all the things that are going on. So let's work together. Let's bring people into our movement instead of pushing people out of the movement because we need as many people as we can get that agree with it. And then from there, we can move forward. Hey, everybody. Let's talk about the second heavy topic because it's a lot of heavy. It's a lot of heavy, heavy. And the next topic I want to talk about is mental illness in that black community and the and the reason why I'm talking about this is because allegedly like we don't know exactly what happened but we believe that Tamar Braxton may have tried to commit suicide um over either it was might have been the weekend or later within the week and so I, I heard a lot of people who didn't necessarily believe it it was like oh not Tamar and then also I heard a lot of people who were kind of not taking this seriously and they were blaming Tamar for this situation that occurred now I don't know if this is what happened I don't know if she took pills or what happened I don't know because I wasn't there I don't have any inside sources or information but in this particular topic I just want to talk about it in in general So this won't necessarily be specific to Tamar, but this situation does apply if it in fact was the way that it played out. So one of the things I think is a misnomer in the black community is that the person who is always happy or smiling can't be sad. The strong person can't be sad. And that's just not true. A lot of the times, those are the people that are sad and they don't have anybody to really rely on them and they don't have anybody to fall back on because people are like, oh, they're fine. Because when you tend to see when people get help, it's always the people that are in the most need. It's always the person that is having the most problems. Those are the ones that people go to to help. But if you seem like you're doing okay, you tend to get looked over. And black women, especially, tend to take on the burdens of everybody around them. And in history, this is just what they did. We we tend to take on a lot of burdens from other people. Like, baby, I'll take that hurt from you. I don't want you to have that hurt. Oh, let me, you know, my kids hurt. Let me take that hurt, too. Let me carry this burden for you. Oh, my best friend got broke up and her boyfriend. Oh, let me take this hurt, too. And you just take everybody's baggage because you want them to feel good. And you just feel heavy. And that's the thing. Mental illness or depression or anxiety doesn't necessarily exhibit the way that you think it does in the movies. Like if you are depressed, you might cry, but it might be something different. You might sleep and sleep more or you might stop doing things that you otherwise liked. You might be more scattered all over the place. You can't get anything together. Depression looks totally different from that. It may not just be somebody sitting there. I'm so sad. Like that's not depression. Anxiety is not just you sitting around biting your nails. It's in your head. It's that constant feeling like something is going to happen. Something is going to happen. Oh my gosh. Something is going to happen. And that constant talk to you. Oh, you're not good enough. You a failure. Oh my gosh. What is this? They looking at you. That's what it sounds like in your head. You can't necessarily see that though. And so we get programmed to believe that that is, is in fact true. And then I think also in the African-American community, we rely so heavily on religion that we believe that, oh, just pray about it and that'll fix it. And in a lot of cases, that's not enough. Like you you have to really be able to talk through it. And in some cases, it's actually a chemical imbalance that's causing some of this depression and anxiety. And no matter how much you pray, it's not going to make it go away. Like you need something to help with the chemical imbalance. I think with the whole Tamar situation that, you know, people were saying like she felt like a villain and even like talking to like the guru and stuff, he said, well, she is a villain. And I was like, imagine being a person a whole person and you going around and people that ain't never met you are calling you a villain or oh she always is feels like she's never at fault imagine you ain't never met me and you're taking this information based off of a reality show that we know is scripted they got whole. go pull up any reality show anyone I don't care if it's the fucking Kardashians. I don't care if it's love and hip-hop. You will see writers. Why the fuck do you need a writer on a reality show? This stuff is made, baby. It's made. They drum up these storylines. They write them up. And then they edit it so that it makes it seem more exciting than it is. Because reality, we all reality stars. I'm living in reality. You living in reality. Your reality might be different than my reality. But we all living in reality We're all reality stars, what the fuck is a reality star? So in order for you to create reality that people are gonna consume every week, you gotta make it exciting. You got to make, you have to have somebody that people don't like. You got to have people going to dinner, shaking tables. Like this is, that's how you do. You got to constantly have arguments. You got to have people that never met each other fighting over something that they don't even know why they fight. Like this is how it works. This is how the game is played. And that would play heavy on your psyche. And sometimes you think you take a job and think, oh, this won't be bad. Oh, it's fine. And then you get in it and realize, oh shit. This is bigger than I thought it was. This pressure of being the bad guy is weighing on me heavier than I thought it could. And we don't know if she has any types of mental illness either. Because growing up, having people around me that have experienced mental illness and growing up having anxiety and depression myself, I understand how that feels. Sometimes having anxiety and depression, it can come off as anger Because that's the only way you know how to get out your pain. I'm upset and I have no idea how to release all of this pain that I have. I don't know so I'm going to lash out at you in frustration even though my anger is not necessarily for you. But I'm hurt and I'm sad and I'm scared and I have no idea how to fix it. And these are the types of things that happen in the black community all the time. But we don't necessarily take this seriously Because you can't see it If you got a broken leg I can see that your leg is broke Okay your leg broke But if I'm telling you I just don't feel right You can't really It's abstract You can't really wrap your head around that And in having somebody who recently We believe she may have committed suicide You just never know You never know What people are going through I've had family members, I didn't know them personally, but I've had people in my family who did commit suicide. I know people who've had people who committed suicide in their family. This is something that is very, very, very real. People, this happens all the time. People don't commit suicide because something ain't right. People commit suicide because there's been a series of hopelessness and despair. And I don't think that I can get out of this. I, like I said I can't speak for Tamar because I don't know what that situation is or not I don't know but I can just speak for the people that do go through this it's it's a hard thing to be able to sit there with that weight it's a hard thing and a lot of times people don't know how to cope and so people go use the things that they do alcohol sex drugs And watching not one person get into prescription medicine, I've watched two people, one of which who died, and I've watched multiple times that they've overdosed. It's not something that's sadness to people, and it weighs on different people differently. right, so I may not do that, but that doesn't necessarily mean the next person won't. And it's a really hard thing to watch somebody self-destruct, and it's not a whole lot you can do about it. Especially when we we don't know. Especially as a community, like when that was going on with my mother, my stepfather, I had no idea how to handle that. I we for the first couple of years it was happening, we thought it was funny to have somebody you know they talking crazy out of their head and they you know, sleeping and food and all that, like, it, we, as a teen, like, I was a kid, I had no idea how to take this, but I knew that my mother was going through a lot of stress, and so was my stepfather, the need and the feeling of, I'm not worthy, I'm I, I just can't win, like, I just can't get out of this, I feel like I'm doomed to be a failure forever, like, that would weigh on anybody, and that's what happened. And so when I hear people talk ill about the situation, I'm like, like, yeah, I don't know. I can't say if this was put on for reality. TV. I, I don't know. But I know people that are in this situation. And this is not a laughing matter. And you should never blame somebody for feeling that way. Because a lot of times it's not just don't feel sad. It, it's beyond that. It's beyond I just stop feeling sad sad like you don't think I would stop if I could I've gotten to a point where I can't as much as I want to I can't like stop being anxious oh you don't think I tried trust me I don't want to sit here and believe that this whole building is gonna cave in that's not what I want yeah, that's amazing to sit here and feel like you can't breathe. You you physically feel like you, you're not breathing. Yes, I want to do that. And a lot of times when people are going through this, people use it, think it's an attention-seeking thing. Trust me, it's not. It's not. Because a lot of times when people go through that, they don't tell anybody. They just suffer in silence. Because they don't want the, what the hell is wrong with you? You must be crazy. And nobody wants to be put in that box. So my heart definitely goes out to her. Because this is something that will change the trajectory of her career forever. This this will change things forever. So this is not something that I would laugh about. I don't think this is funny. I don't think that we should be laughing at this. Like I, I don't find amusement in this. And I think it's because I look at it from a different perspective. I look at it from a different perspective i vantage point being somebody that has anxiety and watching two people overdose i've had a friend that actually tried to commit suicide and you know in seeing other people in other people's family that have and like it's not something that i take lightly so if this is in fact true with what happened with tamar i think we have to take it for its face value and i think as a black community we need to invest more in mental health and i know that people say well americans in general don't they don't but i feel like in the african american community we really stigmatize this like oh you crazy we really stigmatize this and we we treat it as it, it's funny and all of that type of stuff and it's and it's not this is very serious and the same thing with with kanye west like if kanye west is truly bipolar and the things that are happening we're seeing to me i'm like i'm not a psychologist but this seems like he going through something it really does seem like he's going through something and that he needs someone there in order to help him get through the something that he's going through Instead of having people around him that I think in some ways are trying to manipulate the situation. He, he needs somebody. Everybody need that somebody. And this is why I believe in therapy. If you've not had a chance to do it, go talk to somebody. Ain't nothing wrong with going to talk to somebody. Somebody that is going to be unobjective about the situation like not a friend not a parent not somebody that's not going to give a damn about how they perceive you like they're not going to look at you less than right they're not going to make fun of you they're not going to look down on you you can truly get your thoughts out and talk about it in the open air to somebody that has gone through and done some research about how to help you feel a little better about yourself or better about your situation go talk to somebody that is my piece of information at the end of this I want you to take that and one day I guess on this platform I probably will explain exactly what happened growing up with two parents a step-parent and a parent that got addicted to drugs and what that is like growing up in that environment but until then I want if you got some stuff going on with you Go talk to somebody. And this is why making sure that we can access mental health professionals, just like a doctor, is so important. And as the African-American community, we have so many hurts that have been passed down from generation upon generation upon generation. And that is why we still carry so much hurt. And not to mention that there's communities that we have in African-American just in general that have a lot of stuff that could almost be post-traumatic stress, to constantly see death, to constantly hear gunshots, to constantly see despair and hopelessness. That's a lot. And for years and years and years and years and years, we need to get our mental health together and to take it seriously. That's all I'm saying. All right, this has been another episode of Millenniums Anonymous podcast. Yes, it was a heavy episode, but I had to do it, and make sure you tune in on YouTube or Facebook because we are going to have the competition. The next best podcast is going to start on the twenty fifth of July, so make sure you tune into that. And make sure you are liked and subscribed on all major podcasts and platforms. Follow us on Instagram. We post stuff more now. Like I, I do. I try to do my best to post stuff more. So make sure you like and subscribe on Instagram. Share it if you really want to, to, to help me out. You don't got to. You don't have to. You don't want to. But share it. Share it. And if you want to come on the platform, like you're like, I'm a millennial or I know some millennials. Well, I don't know. You, whatever you say I want to come on Just let me know just send me an email Or you can go directly through our website And fill out the form Whatever is easiest for you We appreciate you I just want you to know that We absolutely appreciate you We appreciate all our listeners and subscribers We love you all I want you to stay safe Because it's Rona out there and it's hot So I don't need y'all passing out Or having a heat stroke or anything like that So make sure you hydrate Keep cool Stay safe And make sure you love one another. That's all I got to say. But don't love some stranger in this corona. Because you don't know if they got it. But you know just love them from a distance. This is what I'm saying. But bye.